Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented, and let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. And here we go. It is a daily tip from IQL presented by BetMGM. Why am I talking like this? It's a Tuesday. I'm excited to be with you live in Washington, D.C. I'm Michael Jenkins. She is Chelsea Messenger live in Nashville, Tennessee. Coming up here in the next hour, we will continue the show in our final hour and talk about what we can expect this week in the National Football League, if there's any lines that we like, any totals that stand out to us. Then after that, we're going to bring in our guy, PJ Glasser from BetQL. Send it in and see what is on his card this week. You know he's locked in some college bets, some NFL bets, and also some college basketball bets as well. And then it is donkster time, along with our best bets at 845. Chelsea, I just loaded up something online, and I thought I was going to be rich, and I'm not. But I am going to be Six dollars richer. Do you remember me mentioning last year about this time the Flow Sports app at all? Probably not. Well, was it for college basketball? It was. You nailed it. Mm -hmm. Good listening skills on your end. I purchased a monthly subscription to the Flow Sports app specifically to watch College of Charleston basketball because the lovely Catherine wanted to watch her Cougs, they made the NCAA tournament. She cried when they were eliminated, I believe, by San Diego State. Anyway, so I get an email yesterday, and I thought, this looks like spam. It is not spam. There is a class action settlement between Flow Sports and the plaintiffs because the charges are, and they have agreed to a settlement, they are not, they are not saying or pleading guilty that they did not follow proper procedure legal procedure when it comes to renewing subscriptions so allegedly they renewed a bunch of people without giving them proper notice or making it easy i will say this when i tried to cancel my subscription it was not easy it's the first thing i look for whenever i subscribe to something because i want to know hey when i'm ready for this to end how do i do it well apparently i was not the only one So now, as a result, not to brag, not to show off. I don't like being a cocky person. I'm getting $6. $6 in the mail. And let me tell you something. This isn't the first time I've stuck it to the man. Because a couple years ago, I got one of these from Facebook. And I took $75 out of Mark Zuckerberg's pocket. And guess what? As I took it out, he made about a million. So it wasn't a big deal for him. (laughs) It was a big deal for me. So this is the second time I've done this. It's really weird, and it looks like spam, but I looked over it, and it's legit. But have you ever filled out one of these forms or gotten some sort of paltry check? I think that happens to all of us where it could be some sort of refund on your dental insurance or something. You're like, oh, my God, I got a check in the mail. And you're like, what is this? It's a dollar and 35 cents. Awesome. But I'm getting six bucks. I don't think this has ever happened to me because every time somebody says you are do some money, I assume that it's Mm -hmm. a scam because most of the time it is. That's what I tell my mom. My mom is older and she has been put on the list of all the scam people and all the telemarketers. And I tell her if they told you you want a free cruise or you want a free TV 
or you're due for some money, they are mm -hmm. probably lying to you because 98% of the time it's probably true. So maybe I've missed out on some money, but I also have probably missed out on a lot of scams. So I will call it even. I guess my $6 check may be in the mail somewhere, but it's a risk I'm willing to take. Oh, man, this is even more of a bummer. Up to six $6. That's it? Not even Ooh. the full $6? <laughs> Up to $6? Oh, man. I can't wait to see how this plays out. You know how it's going to go. I'm going to get like... 50 cents back i thought it was six full dollars i can't believe i'm haggling over this but you know what i'm talking about all right well i just thought i'd throw that out there but if, i'll tell you one thing if i do get that money regardless of how much it is that's just going to go in on a big parlay that's the way to do it you take that money and you say i got a free five six bucks huge parlay well can you imagine how humiliating it will be if you get a check for 75 cents <laughs> And you either have to go into the bank or I guess you have to upload it on your phone if you deposit yeah. checks that way for a 75 cent check. I don't know if that's even worth your time. It's probably not. But the six dollars <laughs> upload it I, at the six dollars. I'll be like, hey, that's half a drink here in D.C. Actually, that's probably a third of a drink here in D.C. So I'll use it for that. But I would not want to walk into the bank and be like, can you just give me six dollars back thank god you can do that on your phone now <sighs> that used to be when my mom would give me gas money in high school and she would give me mm -hmm. five dollars and back then you could get like a few gallons of gas but i would yeah. feel like such a poor going into the gas station and handing them a five and like can i get some gas please I'm like mom can you at least <laughs> give me like ten dollars she's like no here's five dollars <laughs> Chelsea, back in the day, I remember fueling up my Ford Escort L with like $2.17, and I'd just drive it around <sighs> the corner, and I'd be like, this is all I got. But guess what? This thing gets 75 miles to the gallon. It's got the <laughs> tiniest engine in the world. This thing will keep me going for three days. And so I would do it, especially when in high school. I'm like, no shame in my game, buddy. I'm lucky to have any sort of cash in my wallet at all, so I'm going to use it. Chelsea, let's talk about maybe using our money on some of the games in week 11 in the NFL this week. And let's start, and then we can just kind of bop all over the place if we want. Let's start with your Tennessee Titans visiting the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags are laying six and a half points. The Jags are minus 275 on the money line of BetMGM. The Titans plus 225, and you're over under set at 40. You are the expert. I am merely a man. What is the right play here? Are you going to bet your Titans? I will not be betting my Titans just because ah. I feel like whenever I go out on a limb for the Titans, they always let me down. So when I stay away from betting on them and tuning their horn, that's when they actually play well. But just by the book, let's take the Titans and the Jags off the nameplate for just a second. This is a divisional matchup. Six and a half points. I feel like it's too many points. Like, it just feels like yeah. too big of a spread. And here's about the thing about the Titans. Normally, their defense can keep it at least pretty close in the games. Will Levis doesn't have to light the place on fire. He just has to take care of the football. They have been treating him like he is going to give away every single ball. Like, that's what bothers me about betting the Titans in this scenario is how conservative okay. the game plan has been with Will Levis. 
at the end of the half last game, they had 45 seconds on the clock and they chose not to even run plays. They ran one run play and let time expire as opposed to any other team in the NFL that would take that time and try to at least get a field goal. So I think that bothers me about the Titans. Maybe they're in tank mode. Maybe they don't care anymore. Uh, So definitely it's a team trending in the wrong direction. But still, it's a divisional matchup. And this is the matchup where Derrick Henry normally excels. He has rushed Mm -hmm. for over 100 yards in four of the last five games against the Jaguars. Granted, those are teams from years past. It is not the same roster. But still, this is normally a matchup where he excels. So if they can get that ground game going, if they can take some pressure off of Will Levis, I think they can keep it within uh, the six and a half. So if I had to play a side in this game, it would be the Titans plus six and a half, but I don't think it's making the card. Hmm. Well, you make a very compelling argument. I still like the Jags. I like the Jags minus six and a half. I just believe if you look at the Jags' losses this season, they're all two very good teams. And the Titans, unfortunately, don't qualify as a very good team. Let's not forget, before getting blown out by the 49ers, the Jags have won five straight. So there is no shame at all in losing to a San Francisco team that just might win the Super Bowl. That is one of the top three favorite teams to win. The Super Bowl. And when you look at the numbers for the Titans on the road, they just really, really struggle away from home. And I'm not quite ready to buy into Will Levis just yet. I like the Jags at less than a touchdown. What about the Texans, Chelsea? What are we going to do here? The Cardinals are in Houston this week. All of a sudden, who knew this season that we would be talking about CJ Stroud and the Texans? Now, Texans are laying four. The Texans are minus 210 on the money line. The cards plus 225. Your over-under set at 48 and a half. But the spread has come down from Texans minus five and a half. So Arizona money coming in, I'm not buying it one bit. I don't care if it seems square. But Kyler Murray does nothing for me. This is still a bad Arizona offense and actually a very, very good Texans secondary. Besides C.J. Stroud, I think that's been one of the surprises of watching the Texans this season. I will be on Houston. Well, here's the problem with that. I think when you watch the Texans, I would be with you. I would be on Houston minus four. In fact, I've already bet this one. It was a gut feeling play. But if you Mm -hmm. look at the Texans as favorites... This has not been a position where they have been very profitable against the number. In fact, I am failing to see a single game this year where the Texans have been favored and they've covered the spread. In fact, they're 0-3 against the number as favorites this year. It's only been three games, so maybe it's a small sample size. But still, I think by the book, you look at an Arizona team that everybody has kind of bought out on, and maybe Kyler Murray can do something here. I do think that the Texans are the play that, by my own eyes, I will be playing. But the Texans in this spot, like, I'll take them as underdogs against some of these better teams. But I'm sitting this one out, I think, you know, from a official standpoint. Yeah, obviously, I already did the gut play on the Texans. (laughs) But still, as favorites, 0-3 against the number. Is there another game on the afternoon card here? We also have the Sunday night football game between the Vikings and Broncos. Also, the Eagles and Chiefs should be a great one on Monday night. What's another game that stands out to you and you say, all right, maybe some money on this bad boy? 
Yeah, I think you look at the Monday Night Football matchup. Eagles, Chiefs, Chiefs laying three here. I think this is a close game, and I think the Eagles are fully capable of winning this game outright. I think I would take the points with the Eagles. It feels like the Chiefs are a team that usually plays down or up to the level of their competition, but if you're Mm -hmm. giving me a field goal with a team coming off a bye, Jalen Hurts should be a little healthier in this one, or at least we're hoping, because I think that's been some of the issues for the Eagles. Jalen Hurts has not been totally healthy. He's been dealing with all kinds of nagging injuries, and so have the Eagles as a squad. So maybe the bye week will be very beneficial and getting them back to 100% healthy. So I think I really like the Eagles getting three. I think it's a great teaser option. We talked about my teaser legs. Eagles plus nine is a wonderful teaser leg, at least in my humble mm-hmm. opinion. But the other game that I'm kind of torn on, torn on is the Seahawks and the Rams talking about divisional matchups and how sometimes they're a little wonkier. I almost put this in my teaser. Just uh, was it the Rams getting seven here? The Rams feel like a team that I don't love them, you know, as favorites, but in divisional matchups when they're getting points, which is the same deal with all those AFC North matchups that that we have this week, that maybe they're worth a shot here. Like, I don't think that I'm going to take it, but the line movement is kind of suggesting the line of thinking that I am going with because this line was two and a half and now it's down to one. So clearly some money coming in on the LA Rams in a divisional matchup. So would you take the Rams at right plus 105? Essentially the Seahawks are laying a point now. I'm not saying I'm going to take it, but I do think it needs further examination and I don't think I would be on the Seahawks. Like, I think if there were a side to be had, maybe it's the Rams. Because I think the Seahawks are one of those teams that you just can't trust yet. Like, they're a good team, but they're fully capable of losing just to anybody, it feels like. I've trusted the Seahawks before, and they have burned me. So we shall see. Um, But that one, I think, is going to be a good game that comes down to, like, the final play. I am going to be on the Jets-Bills under with the total set at 40 and a half, I will just guarantee you this number is going to come down. When the Jets are on the menu with Zach Wilson at quarterback, you say, mm, let me look at that under. Serve me up that under. Chelsea would say, I don't want a side or a total. Just give me that chocolate chip cookie. Money continues to come in. It looks like on that side of the total, the Jets are six and three to the under this year. The Bills also six and three to the under this year Zach Wilson can't do anything at quarterback and Josh Allen continues to struggle I think he struggles against that Jets defense as well if the Jets had any sort of semblance of an offense they would be a really hard out it's just that they've got a defense and they can't move the football so I'm on the under there yeah I like that a lot and I do think that that line definitely is going to move so you need Mm -hmm. to bet on that one now as opposed to later What about the Bills laying seven against the Jets? Man, does that feel like a massive spread for a team that hit their low point? IDK. Uh, IDK. I was going to say the same thing. The answer to your question, (laughs) Chelsea, is something I always say. IDK. Coming up next here on the show, I'm going to do what I do every week. Listen to PJ Glasser. And take the stress out of my sports betting. The host, BetQL, send it in, joins us next on the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Good morning. 
Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the show. It is the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by Bet MGM. Great to have you with us on a Tuesday. Coming up shortly, you know him, you love him. And as the years go on, the lines get tighter in the NFL. And P.J. Glasser says, I shall continue to bet these lines early. I'm not affected whatsoever. He's going to give us his favorite plays in the NFL and college football. You know who is not having a good Tuesday? Two people. Number one, well, the fan base of the Buffalo Bills. Many people. And then also, Mac Jones. Because Bill Belichick was asked if Mac Jones was going to be his starter this week at quarterback. And Bill said, quote, we got a lot of things to work on this week. So that doesn't sound like a resounding endorsement. If you're Mac Jones and you're coming off getting absolutely just blown on sidelines by Bill O'Brien, did you see Bill O'Brien just chew his ass out over the weekend? He was so angry at Mac Jones for missing some sort of read, missing an open receiver. They were looking at it on the surface, the Microsoft surface. And I thought Bill O'Brien's head was going to explode. So you have the embarrassment of that video going viral. And then Bill Belichick says, ah, we got a lot to work on this week. Are they going to go with Bailey Zappi instead? Well, if they went with him for the last drive of the game, which didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Like, if you're mm-hmm. going to let Mac Jones play the game, like, let him play the whole game. Like, he's already warmed yeah. up. And it's an especially tough position to be a backup quarterback and just thrown into the fire the last drive of the game. Be like, here you go. Try to win us the game. Uh, so if they're willing to do that, I would not be shocked. At this point, none of the decision-making in New England is shocking. Like, because remember mm-hmm. when we were all shocked when they hired Joe Judge and Matt Patricia? You're like, okay, oh, yeah. well, we'll give Bill Belichick the benefit of the doubt. Every single decision where I'm like, okay, we'll give Bill Belichick the benefit of the doubt, I'm starting to grow suspicious of that line of thinking because a lot of these decisions have not worked out. So we will see. We will see. Bill Belichick and the Patriots. What happened to Bill Belichick? Of course, Double D. No one is a bigger fan of Bailey Zappi than Double D because every time his name is mentioned, he loses his mind in the chat. One guy we're all fans of, our next guest. Giving out his plays. Fires for the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Props. Jackson takes it himself. Look at him. Back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. Now he's got an entourage. And he's got a touchdown. Parlays for today. Parlay. That's the one. Parlay. Parlay. It's PJ Glasser. 
He's our guy, co-host of Inside the Betting Lines every Sunday from 1 to 5 in the East, live from MGM National Harbor. And catch him weekdays at 1 o'clock in the East as host of BetQL's Send It In. PJ, good morning to you. And we had to get to your picks because you got a host of picks in the NFL, in college football as well. And we start with a very intriguing matchup in Charm City, Bengals and Ravens. What's going on? Guys, good morning. I I love the card in the NFL this week. I really do. And I love the Bengals at plus three and a half. As a Ravens fan, I'm telling you guys, they're going to lose this game. So take the Bengals plus three and a half. The Ravens do not like making things easy on themselves. They should be 10 and 0. They're 7 and 3. They're going to be 7 and 4, too. I know they're coming off a loss, but so are the Bengals. They're coming off a home loss. And I do not want to get Joe Burrow and the Bengals off of a home loss. This is too many points. The AFC North as we know, is the best division in football. We just saw the Browns beat the Ravens outright. So many of these underdogs this year have won as outrights. This is too many points. You're getting the hook with Cincinnati. I think they win the game outright. I I really like the Bengals plus three and a half. I wish I had the numbers on underdogs and AFC North matchups because, you know, just across the board, it feels like underdogs are usually a solid play when it comes to these matchups, especially when you're talking over a field goal in some of these games that have really low totals. So let's look at the other AFC North matchup. We've got the Steelers and the Browns. And again, we know the numbers. Mike Tomlin as an underdog, maybe not as strong as when he is a home dog here, but are you taking a look at the Steelers or do you think this offense has its limitations? Same handicap, Chelsea. AFC North underdog over field goal. We're taking the Steelers plus four. They're going to get outgained in this game once again. They're going to find a way to hang around, and they're going to keep it close. Plus, the Browns are still dealing with a ton of injuries. I was so impressed with the way their offense was able to move the ball against the Ravens with so many of their starting offensive linemen out. They really controlled that game in the trenches on both sides of the ball. I think they'll be able to do the same thing against the Steelers, but... Again, I just feel like Deshaun Watson's going to have some key turnovers. And the Steelers have been outgained in all nine games this year and are six and three. Like, it just does not make any sense how they keep finding a way to do this. The game is is priced like a team that has been outgained in all nine games. But, you know, the Steelers obviously throughout, throughout the years have really had the Browns number. They did beat the Browns earlier this year on Monday Night Football when their defense got them two touchdowns. So the Browns did control that game, but the Steelers are healthier than the Browns are. I think Cleveland probably wins the game, but I think they win it by a field goal. I like Pittsburgh plus four. We're talking with P.J. Glasser, the host of MQL. Send it in every weekday at 1 o'clock in the East. you got to check out his program. Very, very well done. P.J., Giants commanders this weekend. Now, this line has fluctuated. Open Commanders minus 10, then went down to Commanders minus 9.5, now back up to 10. But Washington has not beaten anyone by 10 points this season. Are you rolling with the Commandos here? Heck no, Jenks. Like you said, this is way too big of a number. Me and you both know in this city, Uh right, the Commanders laying that many points. I don't care if Tommy DeVito, Danny DeVito, I don't care who's playing quarterback for the Giants. That is way too many points at plus 10. I like New York to keep it close here. They're 7-2-1 and one in their last 10 games against Washington. They always play them tough. Think about what Washington has done this season as big favorites, right? They lost to the Bears outright on Thursday night. They were down 28-3 in that game. They were 6.5-point favorites against Arizona week one. Needed a fourth-quarter comeback in that game. 
Giants are going to find a way to keep this close. They know there aren't many games this year they're going to be able to win. They feel like this might be one of them. Give me the Giants plus 10. God, Danny DeVito is quarterback. That is something that I would love to see in the NFL, just for entertainment purposes. And at this point for the Giants, I don't know how much worse things can actually get. So we will see. All right, next up, we've got Cardinals-Texans. This is an interesting one because every week I always try to look at the board and say, okay, this team, maybe you need to sell high on them. This team, maybe you need to buy low. So just from that theory, you say, okay, nobody's in on the Cardinals. They're getting four. The Texans are high atop the mountain. But still, I cannot get past wanting to back C.J. Stroud. Which side are you on when it comes to Cardinals, Texans, or do you like a total? Chelsea, this is one of my favorite bets of the year so far in the NFL. I love the Arizona Cardinals plus four. I love them. I love them this week. I want people to keep hyping up C.J. Stroud for MVP. I hope every show on planet Earth talks about it the entire week. You guys remember what happens when when we were talking about Brock Purdy for MVP after his big win against Dallas? I remember him going on the road to Cleveland the following week and losing as a 10-point favorite. This is what happens in the NFL, right? It's a week-to-week league. The Texans are coming off a big emotional win against Cincinnati. Stroud is getting all this MVP love. The Texans are getting all this love that maybe they'll make the playoffs. Well, Arizona's 2-8, and eight, but they're finally healthy. Kyler Murray's back. James Conner's back. They had a nice win against Atlanta. This line is suspiciously low. The public is going to fall in love with Houston this week as small four-point home favorites. I, I, I told you guys I like the Texans outright last week against the Bengals. I said stay away from the Bengals and Survivor. I'm telling you this week to stay away from the Texans and Survivor because they're coming off a big win. This line is low. I think Arizona wins it outright. I love Zona this week, plus four, my favorite bet of the week, one of my favorite bets of the year. Ooh, Wow. I was one of those suckers on the Texans earlier, so I'm going to have to re-examine that game. Let's move to the college ranks now. Maryland hosting the juggernaut that is Michigan, but is this too many points? This is, Jenks. I don't know if I've ever seen a bigger sandwich spot in my entire life than what Michigan has this week against the Terps. They played absolutely nobody for the first nine weeks. Then you get up for Penn State. And then next week, they have Ohio State. And sandwiched right in the middle of Penn State and Ohio State is a trip to College Park to face Maryland. Last year, the week before Ohio State, Michigan was 17.5-point favorites at home to Illinois. They only won that game by two points. Last year, Ohio State played Maryland the week before Michigan. They only won that game by three points. Sandwich spots, look-ahead spots, they are real, especially both Michigan and Ohio State are 10 and 0. Both of them are 1 and 2, 1 and 3 top teams in the country, right? That's the game they've been waiting for all season. Michigan knows they can just show up and beat Maryland. Lined open at 21, quickly went down to 19 and a half. I think the Terps can keep it within the number, guys. It's all about the sandwich spot and the look ahead in this game. Let's go to the SEC next, where we have a double-digit spread between Georgia and Tennessee. Georgia's offense has been chugging along, posting, I think, over 40 points per game. But again, a double-digit spread in an SEC matchup. What's the side or what's the total you like here? 
Guys, we talked about Georgia Ole Miss last week, and I said when you're handicapping Georgia moving forward, just look at how people are perceiving them heading in to their matchup. When people think Georgia is on upset alert like they did last week with Ole Miss, like they did with Florida, like they did with Kentucky, that's when Georgia rolls, and they did that last week. When people think Georgia's going to roll like we thought against Auburn, like we thought against South Carolina, like we thought against Missouri, that's when they tend to struggle. With how Georgia looked last week, Brock Bowers being back, with how Tennessee looked last week against Missouri, I think people think Georgia's going to roll in this game. Tennessee's one of those college teams, though. They are so different at home in Neyland Stadium than they are on the road. And I like the way that they lost that game against Missouri. They were dominated in the trenches. And that's what this year's Tennessee team prides themselves on. They're the number three rushing team in college football. You know, you think about Tennessee and how they played last year. You think about them throwing all these deep passes and air raid. That's not who they are. They're a running team this year. Their defense is pretty good. Now heading into Georgia week with the way that they lost that game against Missouri, I think bodes really well for Tennessee. And guys, like in theory, this game really doesn't matter for Georgia. They've already locked up the SEC East. They're going to beat Georgia Tech next week. If you lose this game to Tennessee and you still beat Bama in the SEC title game, you're going to be in the playoffs. So obviously they're not thinking that way. Kirby Smart's not thinking that way. They want to win this game. But this game is everything to Tennessee. They want to beat Georgia. This is their Super Bowl. And Georgia, you know, it's one of those games you'd love to win. But if not, as long as you beat Bama, you're still going to the playoff. PJ, we've got... Two and a half minutes here. So plenty of time to talk about this game. Oregon State hosting Washington. And Oregon State has moved from a one-point favorite to a two-point favorite. Are the Beavers mm-hmm. really the right side here? Jenks, they are. Guys, this, is, this was mm-hmm. always the game. This was always yep. the game that Washington was going to go down. I know that spread against USC when they were only three-point favorites was a little bit fishy. We know Utah is the back-to-back Pac-12 champions. That was the, the game you have to get over. If you want to become the champs, you got to go through them. That game was tricky, but this was always the game. Corvallis is a tough, tough place to play, especially at night. Washington's defense as of late has been extremely suspect. They've been a little bit leaky. They've been giving up a ton of points. The way Oregon State is going to be able to control this game at the line of scrimmage, they have very good running backs. They're a very well-coached team, and their defense plays much better at home than they do on the road. So there's a reason why Washington is undefeated, why they're the higher-ranked team. Oregon State has two losses, and they're favored, and the line keeps going in the direction of Oregon State, even though the money is pouring in on Washington. I love the Beavers. And guys, the Beavers control their own destiny for a Pac-12 title. Washington this week, Oregon next week in the Civil War. So even though they have two losses, outside shot for the college football playoff, you beat Washington, you beat Oregon, and then you beat Washington again in the Pac-12 title game. Maybe some chaos ensues. Who knows what happens? It's going to be a great game, game of the week in college football, but I like the Beavers at home. It would be a hell of a run for Oregon State, but it's right there in front of him. He is the co-host of Inside the Betting Lines every Sunday from 1 to 5 in the East. Also host of Send It In every weekday from 1 o'clock in the East as well. PJ, we appreciate it. Thanks, guys.
I love hearing that. I don't know if I have the guts to bet it, but I think he's right. That's going to be a perfect sharp versus squares game where everyone's just going to jump all over the Huskies. Oh, my God, you're getting points with Oregon or points with Washington, I can say. You get you think the Huskies on the road. Why don't you take that bet? And then Oregon State sitting right there controlling its own destiny. Coming up next on the show, let's do what we do best and make the people some money. Had a perfect night last night. Just maybe... We can do it again. Our best bets coming up next on the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. We're going to wrap up your Tuesday morning after this. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the show. Double D, come on, man. Dad. Come on, son. You know your dad likes to rock in the final segment of the show. <laughs> oh, I wish we could have a screenshot of Double D throwing up the rock and roll sign head banging. I don't think any morning sports betting show says head banging. Head banging like we do. Chelsea, what is something you've watched on Netflix or Paramount or Max or whatever recently that you didn't think was going to be good, but was good or surprised you at least? Because this happened to me over the past few days and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. I was watching Gen V on Prime Video, I believe, which is sort of meant to be alongside the boys. It's sort of a, a college atmosphere and it's really good, by the way. And it's a, a sort of college-based version of the boys, a younger version. And I watched the preview, and I thought, eh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm really into this teeny bopper drama or college drama. That's sort of what I thought it was going to be. Not like that at all. It's actually very, very good. So I'm all about it. I'm all in. We've already watched three or four episodes. We'll watch it again tonight. What about you? Well, I don't have a ton of time to watch like shows. I think I've only watched two shows in like the last few months and I haven't even finished them. So the critically acclaimed and cinema that is selling sunset. That's the only thing that I've finished lately (laughs) because I did start Beckham, the documentary on David Beckham, but I've only gotten like one and a half episodes in. So, like, the thing is, I have a three-year-old who always wants to watch, like, what she wants to watch. And then we have all kinds of sports popping off. So, I haven't had a ton of time to sit and watch anything. But, Jenks, have you had to listen to Catherine talk about Selling Sunset? Like I said, it's the only show I've finished. Yes, I've listened to it. (laughs) And also, in the back of my head, at the same time as she's talking about it, I can hear my brain rotting rotting in the back i did sit down and try to stomach this 
I was eating and I was like, honey, I have to go to bed soon. So, you know, watch whatever you want. Wherever we're together, we try to watch something that we both can enjoy. But I'm like, I gotta go to bed soon. So watch whatever. I'll just sit here and do your thing. And so she <laughs> we were both eating dinner and just watching this thing together. And what's funny is watching her because as she's watching, she's looking at me and watching me because she wants to see my reaction. Like, I know you're hating this. And so some of the things that are said. I mean, oh my God, I saw this dinner scene where they were all arguing and dressed in the most ridiculous things. It it just seems like another, it's a world to which I cannot relate at all. To the point where I'm like, is this real? Is this really the lives no, that you not. guys, this can't it's be scripted. real. Like I don't, it has to be, it has to be. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I don't buy any of this. And if it is happening, I don't want to see it. It doesn't interest me at all. But you- mega fan i'm hearing well it's the only like quote unquote girly thing that i have going on in my life because think about my life i am talking about sports with men all of the yeah. time so i need mm. one thing to like tip the scales back to like i need to see what hair and makeup trends are going on right now how girls are dressing even though obviously i'm not going to be wearing wearing any of their mm -hmm. outrageous outfits i still like to look um, but I think it's fun to try to guess who they're going to make the villain of that season. Cause clearly they point in a direction where they're like, okay, this is the person you need to root right. against. And here's the problem I have throughout the first half of the season. I was like, oh, Johnny Manziel's ex-wife, like she's into working out. She like is in with like the sports stars. I'm going to tell people she's my favorite one. And so I've been telling people, I'm like, yeah, Bree's my favorite. And then by the end of the season, I am watching this unfold and I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> I have been telling everybody that she's my favorite. And at the end of the season, spoiler alert, cover your ears if you haven't seen the end, she's the one threatening to physically beat up people. And I was like, uh-oh. She is? I've been telling people she's my favorite. And so people think oh. that I'm probably along those, la those lines. But yeah, she don't play. That's because you've always chosen violence, Chelsea. Always. And that's why that's why that character speaks to you. Let's choose some winners here on the show. Time to place your bets. We had a squad play last night. Oh, like the sound of that. Money being made. Both are two and all on the week, Chelsea. What's the play tonight? Yeah, I'm going to go to the NBA with a player prop with a player that's been scorching hot over his last five games. I'm going to go with Tyrese Halliburton of the Indiana Pacers over his points prop of 21 and a half. He has hit this in four of his last five games. And tonight we have the NBA in-season tournament popping off. Now, these games may not mean much to the big stars, the massive stars on teams that are probably going to be contenders in the actual NBA finals. But to guys like Tyrese Halliburton and the Pacers, this is your big moment to shine, even though I would put Tyrese Halliburton in the top tier of players right now. I think he's leading the NBA in assists. But I'm going to go with points because I think this is a guy that we've seen his usage go up. And also, he just hit this against the, uh, against the Sixers, excuse me, scored 25 last game, and he has gotten really hot from the three-point line, hitting 44% from the three-point line over the last month. So I think this is going to be a good game script. Last time around against the Sixers, it was an absolute shootout. The Sixers won it 137 to 126. I also kind of like taking a player 
on the team you think will be losing because they will be fighting till mm. the very end. And you know he will get the minutes as opposed to maybe somebody on the Sixers who will take a breather here and there. So I like Tyrese Hall- Halliburton over 21 and a half points tonight. This is uh, under his season average. So I'll hit the over for minus 115 on Tyrese Halliburton. I'm going to the ice tonight. Ruins. Money line. Minus 145 against the Sabres. This is about value. How do you pass up the Bruins, who have one of the best defenses in the NFL, allowing just two goals per game? Sabres also allow around 30 shots per game, so that should allow Boston to open up its offense and massive advantage in there for the Bruins. Linus Allmark, 5-1-1 this season, while Devin Levi goes for Buffalo. He's only 3-3 this year with a save percentage of .896, and the price is nice. Bruins, money line, minus 145 in Buffalo. Ooh, going to the ice. I was just looking up some of your show recommendations. I was looking up the boys and Gen V, but I should be looking at the eight ball, the third member of our <laughs> best bets crew. Let us gaze upon the glorious magic eight ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? <laughs> All right, eight ball. We got to focus for like five more minutes and then we can look up all these shows. <laughs> all right, eight ball. What do we think of our place today? Tyrese Halliburton over 21 and a half points for minus 115. Eight ball says yes to the point. We like Excellent. it. Excellent. Let's continue, <laughs> shall we? All right. So how about the Bruins on the money line minus 145 at the Sabres? Eight ball says, as I see it, yes. Let's go. You want to check out the 8-Ball, twitch.tv slash badql. In fact, stream each and every show on the badql network, twitch.tv slash badql. One more hockey play for you guys. Knight's money line, minus 150 at the Capitals. This, again, is a value play. Knights are the best team in hockey. They're 12-2-1 this season. They average 3.67 goals per game. Even more impressive, they have the second-ranked defense in the league. I love my Caps, but they are older, having a hard time scoring goals, averaging only 2.31 goals per game. They will have a hard time shutting down the Knights. Washington, 24th in the league in goals against. Knights' money line, minus 150 is the play. Anything else, Chelsea? No, I'm looking at the boys' oh. cast. Looks like a pretty star-studded crew. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's a strong crew. Give you something to watch. A little gory, but it's it's that, you know, they definitely lean into that in a good way. Let's do your BetQL five-star best bet. For insight, analysis, historical trends, and more five-star best bets, download the BetQL app. Donkster, my God, you're not even looking at the camera. You're looking at the ceiling. <laughs> I don't think your headphones are plugged in. Just, jeez, just give us a play. Good morning. It's college basketball season. Long Beach State at San Diego State. Aztecs minus 13. Maxson. Akron at Eastern Michigan under 39. My favorite Eastern Michigan alumnus is Dan Florick, who played New York City Police Captain Donald Craig in on Order SVU. See, Dad, I like what you like. Well, uh, that, oh, well, that's really, that's really that's sweet. Chelsea, here's a fun fact. Dan is spelled with two N's. D-A-N-N-N-N. God, I shouldn't have egged him on. I shouldn't have said that's a good poll because he continued talking. You got to shut him down from the get-go. 
Yeah, you don't want to engage with him. <laughs> Let's engage with Joe Ostrowski yeah. from Back UL Daily. Just one O to start with. Joe, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, guys. How you doing? <laughs> doing well. <laughs> you doing well? I have a hard time asking you serious questions after that. I'm just like, let me just I... hand this off to Chelsea now. The transition's got to be challenging. I mean, you are you're t- you're very talented. You remind me of Joey Gladstone. How you're able to do that? It's very good. Oh, well, I mean, nice Jenks has won nine Emmys for a reason. Oh God, he's the best. Joe, oh, what's God. the consensus on the Bills now? Like, I keep falling back to this is a team that maybe because they're likable because they have such a high ceiling that we want to mm-hmm. say they're in the top tier, but are they? And there's that whole thirteen seconds they were so close Mm. in recent memory and we thought okay here's their championship window wide open i think it's over for the 2023 bills doesn't mean josh allen's never going to win doesn't mean that's going to happen these quarterbacks play a very long time this version with mcdermott as the coach it's done they're five and five and if you look at the schedule there there might be 10 losses on the schedule this year for them oh my god yeah, no, it's bad. It's bad. Their offense does not work right now. Remember what the Broncos' defense was this year in the first month? Like, they couldn't even do anything last night. So, we'll start off with that today. Uh, looking forward to listening to that. Joe O, thanks very much. That's going to do it for us here on The Daily Tip from Beck QL, presented by BetMGM. For Chelsea Messenger and the entire crew, I'm Michael Jenkins. Good luck on all of your bets, and we'll see you right and early tomorrow. You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.